Chapter 3, Burned, Summary for the Defense of Claude Francis Garrett. On February 24th of 1992, a fire did take the life of Laurie Lance. The prosecution says it was a brutal, ruthless murder. The facts, the evidence, the expert testimony say this was an accident, and the state has falsely imprisoned an innocent man for over 25 years. Junk science, faulty testimony, withholding of evidence, manipulation of evidence, a disgraced DA conspiring to deny the truth and do inhuman harm to another human being. Benjamin Franklin paraphrased Voltaire. It's become a maxim in the world of law. It is better that 100 guilty go free than to allow one innocent to suffer. February 23, 1992. Chilly day. Claude Garrett went over to Wofford's place to get some kerosene. Wofford was his landlord. He also had a little country store. That's how they warmed the house, by the way, kerosene. Claude had been out working on his Grand Prix all day. He'd recently rebuilt the engine. Very proud of that car. Laurie was inside doing housework, studying. Wanted to become a real estate agent. Was going to Ball State. After they'd done their chores for the day, some family members called. They all got together. They went down to Daisy's, a little bar down the street. Shot some pool. Did some drinking. Smoked some weed. Stepfather Sammy Jones and his son Rodney were there with him. Afterwards, Claude Garrett and Laurie drove home. He had a DUI, but he drove anyway. He was no angel. Then the couple watched some TV for a while, fell asleep, and apparently passed out. Laurie got up and went to bed. Still had her clothes on. Then suddenly, there was a flickering fire. Garrett yelled for Laurie to wake up. Wake up. Took her by the hand. Fire. Fire in the living room. It's right behind the love seat. Uh, Pete. Uh, Garrett went into the bedroom, grabbed Laurie by the hand, and rushed her out. Then, suddenly, why? Panic? What? What be so important? She forgot. Well, Garrett made it to the door, but she disappeared. Garrett started screaming. Laurie, jumping up and down. It looked like she may have been running toward the rear of the house. He ran toward the side of the house. It picked up a lawn chair, broke the window, started screaming through the window. A neighbor had seen the fire, came over with his son. They went over to the bathroom window. It was broken when Claude and Laurie had moved in. He'd boarded it up about a year ago. He grabbed an axe, gave the axe to a neighbor boy, Bobby Alcorn. It was too dull, couldn't break through. They went to the side of the house where there was a water faucet. Garrett started spraying water into the living room. Remember thinking, that's, that's not enough. The fire truck arrived. Garrett jumped on the running board. My girlfriend's in there, my, my fiancé. One of the firemen, Patrick Hunt, asked where he thought she was. Claude pointed, perhaps the bedroom, back there. A neighbor, Mike Alcorn, noted Garrett was not wearing any shoes. He brought him some shoes. He put them on. Garrett shouted to the fireman, find her. Where could she be? The back of the house? Captain Terry Nickens followed the wall back slowly. Another captain, Otis Jenkins, he was out of oxygen. He left the room. Shortly afterwards, they carried Laurie's body out, tried to revive her put her into the ambulance. Garrett put his hand on the ambulance door. It carried him along. He, he wanted to go along with her. A neighbor noticed that he had a burn on him. Later at the emergency room, Dr. Roth told Garrett that Laurie had not made it. Smoke inhalation. A burn on the left side of her body. The doctors took Garrett in to examine his burns. Metro detective Mike Rowland asked for a blood sample. A doctor asking for a blood sample, I understand that, but a detective, why? Roth noticed a large portion of burned skin on the back of the left hand. Out in the parking lot, Laurie's brother, Gary Lance. Garrett joined him. They cried together. A detective approached him, told Garrett he needed a statement. Well, couldn't we do this later? I'm, I'm, you're going to have to do it now. Am I under arrest? No. They went down to the station together. 
Garrett admitted that he'd been drinking and smoking pot. He said he was treated like a murder suspect immediately. No investigation, no evidence, no presumption of innocence. The fire department had smelled kerosene, assumed it was an accelerant, a fire starter. Fire marshal was called in to investigate, took a soil sample from under the house, sent it to the TBI lab, came back negative. Twelve hours after the fire marshal's investigation, twelve hours after, after the fire department had dragged hoses and equipment throughout the house, stomped throughout the house with heavy boots and fire hoses, the living room cleaned out. Well, that's when James Cooper of the TBI was called in. He said he saw burn patterns. An accelerated fire. Yet not one sample from the burn area was taken. One sample from the living room baseboard tested positive for kerosene. Arson investigator Stuart Bain has studied this case and had come to the conclusion that the conviction was based on junk science. The burn patterns indicated nothing of the kind. The point of origin was not as the ATF agent had indicated, but likely from a cigarette from a passed-out Mr. Garrett asleep on the couch. Shoes off, clothes on. Of course, Mr. Bain was not called to testify on behalf of the defense. The fireman who found Laurie's body testified that he had to do something to get the door open. That came up in court. What he did not say, the assumption that the door was locked. It was only after his conviction in the first trial that Mr. Garrett obtained a police investigative file proving that this same fireman had made an earlier statement that indeed the door was not locked. The assistant DA was then censured for withholding evidence. Garrett got a second trial. The second trial, incompetence reigned. A trial judge refused to accept the expert testimony of internationally known fire scientist John Lentini, and of course again Mr. Stuart Bain, not called to testify. They both would have testified that the conclusion of both the fire marshal and the ATF were incomplete and flawed because of lack of proper education in fire science and fire investigation. Junk science. They also would have testified it would be impossible for Lori to have received burns inside that utility room because there was no fire in the utility room. She died of smoke inhalation. The burns were on the hand of Mr. Garrett's left side. The burns on the left side of Lori. Reasonable doubt. Another expert was contacted by Mr. Garrett, Dr. Gerald Hurst, a Ph.D., consulting chemist of fire and explosion. Mr. Garrett's attorney failed once again to use the advice and guidance of Mr. Hurst. He also refused to follow the instructions and advice from Mr. Bain and Mr. Lentini. Second conviction. No motive, junk science, reasonable doubt. Garrett says he loved the woman. They were going to be married in May. The locked door, a flimsy little latch, just designed to keep the door from swinging open, easily open with a little effort certainly by a woman in fear for her life. A doorframe showed charring where the latch was fastened. If the latch had been down in position, there would have been no charring in that area. Mr. Garrett's clothes tested for kerosene. None. Witnesses testified the couple were not fighting. They were playing pool, drinking, having a good time. And Mr. Lance had testified in one statement that Lori had told him that she loved the man. Twenty years ago, Claude Francis Garrett was a rough, rude drinker, pot smoker, drunk driver, but not a murderer, not a ruthless killer. Better for 100 guilty to go free than for one to suffer. Reasonable doubt. We are reasonable people. The parole board tells Mr. Garrett, admit your guilt and we will let you go free. Mr. Garrett has no reputation to protect, nothing to gain but truth and self-respect. 
No, I will not admit to a murder I did not commit. I will leave my fate in the hands of reasonable people in the search of truth. Patrick Riley, Spider P.I.